Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The New Nasty Boys. I'm your co-host this morning, afternoon, evening. Whenever the fuck you decide to listen to this thing, Billy DeVore, and sitting across from me, as always, isn't today, Lee Michael Kimbrell isn't here. So, introducing our guest today, he's a very funny gentleman. He runs an awesome Cubs podcast called The Ron Santos Show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the podcast. What did I say? You said Ron Santos show. But, Son Ranto. But, God yeah, damn it. It's, it's it's so close. I mean, it's a spoonerism. I could see how it could twitch you up. Uh, you know, I, I did that on purpose just to screw with Reds, Reds fans' heads. <laughs> well, it's Danny Rocket, everybody. Hi, everybody. Uh, good morning, good afternoon, good night. <laughs> Well, thanks for doing this. Appreciate it. Lee is uh, Lee is on a beach somewhere with with his with his family, and then uh, so I was like, you know what, the Cubs are coming into town. Let's get Danny on the pod. We've been on it a few times, and uh, now it's time to return the favor. Yeah, it's no, I, I love just talking baseball with other uh, funny people that just kind of uh, don't take the sport too seriously and just have fun watching baseball and the fandom of it, and you know, eating your skyroses out there and. Uh, <laughs> You know, I'm, I'm a I'm a big man versus food kind of man too. So you know, I, I enjoy your stuff, and it's a pleasure to be here, my friend. Well, thanks for doing it, and dude, I cannot wait to eat a Sky Rosa with you this weekend. Oh, uh, it's gonna! I already warned my girlfriend. I'm like, you might want to put a, a pillow down on the couch for me <laughs> at your mom's house because we're we're staying in Cincy. I'll, I'll be at the game. We should, we should say I was. I'll be there tomorrow night, Friday. Uh, record, recording this on Thursday night, and then I'm gonna be there with you on the Fourth of July, where we celebrate. Our mediocre team's independence <laughs> of winning baseball games. We're just fighting for the middle, baby. Yeah. <laughs> let's get it. <laughs> let's get it going. Dude, I am honest. I'm so thrilled. So uh, let's uh, let's just get this out of the way immediately. You've been on Spotify Green Room. If you don't know what it is, Spotify Green Room, it's a live, audio-only sports talk platform. Talk to me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. Start or join ongoing conversation. Watch games together. React to the biggest news, rumors, and games. All you need to do is download the Spotify Green Room app for free in the iOS or Android App Store. Create a profile, link it to your Twitter, and join... The Sports Drink League. Follow me at the new Nasty Boys to be notified when my room goes live. We'll be going live on Spotify Green Room sometime in the future. So there it is. You can you can follow Sunranto Show and hear us bitch about the Cubs if you want. You know because we use that sometimes every well, Tuesday. Well that. We go- Days. Well, that brings joy to my heart, you know, just like that. It just brings joy to my heart that we're all just so wildly average with one glaring problem. Well, especially for the Reds, one glaring problem, and it's just a refusal to fix it. Yeah, I mean, the, I, I suppose I don't know what your payroll situation is, what you got in the farm coming up, and like where they're positioning themselves for the future. But I, I, I know that our that the Cubs team issue right now is they're just kind of like going down with the ship. Like you, we're all one year deals, you know, all the stars, the hobbies and the Bryants and the Rizzos, even Jock Peterson and Arietta, who's not a star anymore, by the way. So, no. uh, yeah. It, so all those guys are, are going down with the one year with the one year. They were going to see what was going to happen. You know, they they played terribly. They played well. They're playing terribly again. And it's just like, you know, Jekyll and Hyde team, and, you know, they don't know whether to buy or sell. 
but um, I think most fans are seeing the writing on the wall that this is a, a broken team, and there is no like white knight in shining armor that's gonna you know they're not gonna get us anybody. They're not gonna tr- they're not gonna empty they're empty anybody out of the farm system to try to improve the team. Like could definitely use a bat. Could definitely I mean, we need at least two starters. Like we maybe need too much to really compete. And, you know, the Brewers got those top three, and they're playing well, and they seem to be having some magic, and now their bats are coming alive, which you knew they would eventually because they got talent. And uh, it's just like, you know, the Cubs are just old, man. Like, they're, yeah. uh, we need a new team. Like, I feel like Huey Lewis in 1984, like, singing, <laughs> I want a new drug. Like, I'm like, I want a new team. <laughs> well, it doesn't suck. Well, it doesn't piss me off, and the offense doesn't disappear, you know? Well, I think the move, I think you will get, I mean, I would move Bryant and I would move, um, and I would move Kimbrell at the deadline. I mean, Kimbrell yeah. will fetch you a hefty I, ransom. The way that he's yeah. been pitching unbelievably lights out. Uh, it, it's it's refreshing to see that he's back on his Hall of Fame pace with what, a .69 horny ERA. Uh, nice. So, yeah, it's great. <laughs> um, it, well, it's great for you. And then and then Chris Bryant is playing like the MVP that he he was. It's not great for us because it means he's going to get traded soon. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if he was terrible, I mean, it's, this is a catch-22. Like, you, you, you're like, well, Greg Kimbrell, you kind of want him to be elite, you know, but at the same time, if he had maybe like a 330 ERA, like maybe, you know, he doesn't get traded. But right. He's and it's- so good that they're just going to ship him off for, for teenagers. And it's just <laughs> like, because, I mean, the Cubs, they really signaled what where they were at when they got rid of you, Darvish, and didn't sign anybody. Nothing. You know, I mean, they got no, we got Trevor Williams, which, you know, you guys still get to beat up on him. Um, yeah, so that's do. good for you. Yeah, we don't get to anymore. He's on our team, unfortunately. <laughs> um, so, I mean, and but then the dude went and had got appendicitis. We haven't even had him for a damn month. So it's like... You know, the the whole thing, so we're down, like, three starters. Like, we need too much to compete with the real big boys. When you go, when you look at, uh, you know, San Diego or, right. or L.A., the Mets, you know, uh, they, they got, you know, much more depth on their team. And, I mean, there's only so many times you can run these kids out there before they start getting exposed and you know and that's kind of where we're at and, I, and you know I don't know they're gonna they're gonna I don't see as much of the white flag trade of the Bryant and the Rizzo and stuff they might actually rather get the compensatory pick absolutely if he goes somewhere else because you're not gonna get a big haul for half of a year of a easily injured uh, third <laughs> baseman slash left fielder you know what I mean left, like right everywhere and first yeah. base yeah, I mean, he, he, he. Listen, he's a great, uh, you know, tool for any team. He's turning into almost like a more talented Ben Zobrist in a way, you know, just like can more play power, all more power. But he's made of glass, and so he's not around a lot. And Anthony Rizzo, and his his back is out. So like all these dudes, like I don't even know if you're going to see these guys this weekend. I really don't know because they didn't play in Milwaukee. You know, they didn't even take a like, Chris Bryant played on money, and he t- couldn't take it even one at bat with uh, you know the tying run on second base. They uh, Cubs threw up their backup catcher to pinch it <sighs> in that situation. The bottom of the ninth, Jose Lobatone, and then he got killed running down the baseline. And, and the, the, for the last, I don't know if you saw the play, they were showing he just got dropped by the by Hater. Oh. Hater took him down. 
And now he's he's out for probably never play another game in the majors after that. And it's all Chris Bryant's fault for being made of glass and right. driving around the outfield. Like, oh, jeez. It's, it's a mess in Chicago. Oh. And I can tell you, Reds fans, that nobody – you guys cannot hate the Cubs more than Cubs fans hate the Cubs <laughs> right now. Well, let's so, – Let's specify with real Cubs fans and not the ones that live out in the burbs here and have their uh, Wilson Contreras jersey that they just got shipped to them from Fanatics that you could just oh, yeah. see. It still has a little plastic hang tag on the tag. It's like, hey, bro, rip the, rip the rest of that out. What are you doing? You know. Yeah, and, and you would think with all those jerseys they're selling that they could buy us a decent middle relief. But, you know, no. They just hoard all the money, and you're like, dude. There's, you're selling jersey after jersey. These things are five hundred bucks a piece. <laughs> oh yeah, the new ones. Oh god. I know those Nikes ain't cheap. Well, I mean, you still have a very good bullpen with Ryan Tapera yeah. and uh, Andrew Chafin. I mean, those are two guys that can shut it down. If I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to see the Cubs this year if we had the 2020 format of a three game spot. Like if I. Yeah. If I was at the top, say, like a, a two or three seed in that format, I, I, I would see them moving to five but not going past five. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the Cubs are just terrible and all the right now <laughs> completely. Like, I can't imagine, like, you're talking about playoffs right now, and I'm, like, thinking this team might get relegated and, like, end up in the minor. <laughs> they're tearing down Wrigley Field. Like, I mean, honestly, people are coming for the pitchforks because, with the pitchforks, because we got used to a certain level of success that we were starved and hungry for and we were promised different things by our owner sure which was sustained success by a constant sort of retool on the fly in which they would continue to spend lots of money as long as the fans continued to spend money and we said okay we'll do that sure and that's not really how it worked out see what happened was we kept spending money. They kept raising the beer prices and the ticket prices, and then they got their own channel and charged us five dollars for that, and like nickel and dime us to death on everything. Chart now charged double for the Nike jersey, but they signed Daniel Descalso <laughs> and Brad Brock. Oh, and yeah, I know, I know, you know what I'm talking about. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, you're a big Brad Brock guy. <laughs> so. <laughs> But you see what I'm saying here? Like, we kept our end of the bargain, and we kept paying more for everything, and they kept paying less. So now we're running out $160 million overpaid payroll, uh, screwed up by Theo Epstein, and uh, in and unfortunately, they refuse to now, I think, A, lock up any of our stars. Mm-hmm. They've not extended anybody. So there's some bad blood there. They lowballed Rizzo. He's pissed off. Javier Baez is, you know, pissed off. Yeah, I mean, looking like he's got a chip on his shoulder this year because all this, like, you know, they're not getting treated well by the front office. And whereas I think the Cubs were maybe at once a sought-after place to come in free agency because it was a well-run, respected, world-class organization <laughs> with a new clubhouse. Now, I'm not so sure. I think the word the word is out that they're cheap, and you know Tom Ricketts is uh, our owner is absolutely content to just have the frat boys be making cup snakes up there in the in the Wrigley in the Wrigley Field bleachers at you know twelve twelve bucks a bud, and uh, let's just keep that money coming into uh, the Republican National Committee. Is <laughs> pretty much what they're doing. 
and and I'm a party to it. I don't know. Maybe I'll be a Reds fan by the end of the weekend. I don't know. You uh, might convince me on the show. I won't. I definitely won't. Uh, for sure won't. Uh, <laughs> I mean, what you said about the Cubs, and you know, like you're the the difference is, I feel like we are close. Like we are genuinely close. You have Jonathan India, who's been once been been put into the leadoff spot. The guy has just been hammering the baseball out of that out of that hole. Um, let me see here. I have it pulled up somewhere. Yeah, this I love it. It's like I'm looking at India here, 379 OBP, only the 265 batting average, but he's giving you those walks, man. Like so it, many. That's exactly who you need, and like. To have that guy, you know, I think back to, like, the only guy we ever had in the last decade to do it well was Dexter Fowler. Yes. You know, who could sit there. Now, how is India about taking pitches? He's very good about it. I mean, he you look, he gets into long counts, and when he sees his pitch, I mean, it's, you know, it's either 3-1, 2-1. He's a patient rookie. I mean, and he can just take and push that thing the other way. Looking at his last 15 games, he has a 385 on on-base percentage. I yeah. mean, and and the last thirty games, which is about when he started leading off, around that time, he's got a three hundred eight average with a four twenty nine on base. Wow! And that's off. That's a guy who I thought was going to get sent down at the at the in the in the beginning of May. Who was looking like it? Where we were like, shit, we got to figure out second again. He's he got figured out, and then took that like a, a week off, made some adjustments, and now that has opened up the door for Jesse Winker and Castellanos, who Castellanos is not slowing down in any way, shape, or form. Oh man, I, I tell you one thing about Cub fans and Nick Castellanos. He was on our team for six weeks, I think, something like that, eight weeks maybe yeah. tops, and nobody became more beloved. Uh, then Nick Castellanos in such a short I've never seen it in that short amount of time and you know I think that of the regrets that Cub fans have is not you know because we got Jack Peterson this year and we got rid of Schwarber who's on an incredible I mean talk about being pissed off so guys that aren't on your team anymore that you're pissed that they could not keep Kyle Schwarber's at the top of the list this year, but a lot of people are apologists for it. Be like, listen, he was hitting 200. He, you know, he wasn't doing that for us. So, like, good, good for him. Change of scene did him well. Fine. But Nick Castellanos was already a proven commodity. Had already had great years for the Tigers. Was already a doubles machine, and you knew what it what he could give you. And instead of signing him, the Cubs like, no, we're sticking with our guys. We got out more. We're gonna trot him out there till we DFA him. We're gonna we're gonna trot uh, uh, we're gonna trot Schwarber out there till we just don't offer him a contract and arbitration. And he ends up tearing it up for the Nationals. But Nick Castellanos, look at him, three forty six batting average. He's eating for average. 400 OBP and 16 home runs. Like, he's doing it all for you. Granted, he's a liability out there in the outfield, but so was Kyle Schwarber. Now, why didn't we make that switch then? Get rid of Schwarber then. Don't pay Schwarber then. Pay Castellanos. Go with him. How much longer do you even got him? Also, Castellanos, he made some adjustments this year and has been much, much, much better in right field. He, You can clearly tell he's been working on his defense. The way that he, his range has improved, um, his vision is, is is vastly improved. He's got a better... He tracks the ball better than he ever has. Um, also, don't forget that this year, uh, Castellanos has 50... Let me see here. 53 RBIs, too. I mean, the guy is going to break 100 ribs. Yeah, and just and what is also nice is watching, looking at that chart that we in the 2019 offseason, 
uh, we were 2019, 2020, we are like, man, a lot of those doubles are going to be homers at Great American Ballpark. And that's exactly yeah. what's happened. Yeah. Uh, it's just... Uh, it, now, they, now, they would be outs at Wrigley, usually. So, like, I, I'll give that to him. Like, maybe he was smart to go to somewhere that was a little bit more of a bandbox. Like, you, you, I think there are, like... I don't look at the weighted stadium stats because I'm not a nerd. But, like... <laughs> But those that do, I listen to what they say, and you you know that it, you know Great America, especially when it's humid and stuff, and, and that you know that that plays like a bandbox. You, yep. you get out of there real easy. So put some crooked numbers on the board, pretty easy. Yes. But we were talking about this on the Sunranto show last night about the double situation Nick Castellanos having. He's on his pace to basically. I think he broke the doubles record a few years back. He did. And then uh, he's on pace to get right about there again, about 60 doubles. I forget what the number was. Uh, 58 doubles, I forget. Yeah, it's it's like 58 doubles. Yeah, so he's on pace to get right around there again, which is incredible. And you think about how important, like, a double is. Like, in you know, it's, it's just like – and the only reason I'm saying this is because the Cubs are third to last in doubles. Oh, God. Like, overall. So, like, a single – That'll set you up for a lot of bullshit. Some double plays, you know, it's like, you know, maybe you just leave the guy stranded there. But at second base, you got a guy kind of hovering back there, creating a little disruption in the middle of the diamond. You know, you you never, you hear bases clearing doubles. You don't hear too many bases clearing singles. No, exactly. You know what I mean? You need to get the ball past the outfielder, and that's what a double is. So if you can get, you know... I mean, you, there's some cheap, like, running out doubles, you know, where the ball lands in between guys and they're running and dropping it and stuff like that. But there's, but a double is a highly underrated extra base because it's the lowest of the extra base hits. You know what I mean? But, right. it's, but it's it has such value. A leadoff double, a leadoff triple, so much more valuable than a leadoff single. So you look at some of those slugging numbers on the Reds and you're like, I'm envious. <laughs> I'm envious. Like, we, don't, we don't have that guy right now. You know, like... We either hit home runs or we strike out. Right. So if we if we hit eight solo home runs on tomorrow night, we might win eight seven. Exactly. And you'll hit those eight in probably the sixth, seventh, and eighth innings when Mm -hmm. we when we wheel out Heath Hembry. Yeah, dude, your bullpen sucks. It's terrible. But also with the importance of the double, you have Casty. With with uh, just mashing those, when you have India on it first, so he can realistically first to third every single time that happens, or if he gets a good enough break, he could score. Well, so you you scored as of yesterday when I wrote it down. You've scored forty eight more runs than the Cubs in eighty one games. So you know that's almost half a run extra a game. Yeah. So or more than that is you know. That's significant. You know, the fact that you, I mean, if you did have better pitching, you know, especially out of the bullpen, specifically out of the bullpen, yes. you, you would definitely have a better record. There's no doubt in my mind, you know, because you score runs. You, you're you able to generate that offensively. Well, not you personally, but your team. Well, well I, have, you were... I have helped. I have done a lot, you know. <laughs> eat those skyroses out there. Just yeah. <laughs> Well they, listen, on the team. well, they listen to the pod. They know I'm here. I'm telling them, they giving know. them tips. I told Casty in 2020, stop chasing that outside, that low outside fastball, and he stopped doing it this year. They don't know unless you complain about it. Exactly. I've been saying this for years. 
I've been writing him letters. I have handwritten letters I have sent to Nicholas Castellanos' house. How did I get his address? None of your business. But I've done it. <laughs> I've done it. Uh, and how about the letter that the judge sent you after that, that restraining order? <laughs> not great, but the thing is I completely changed my identity and got a new social just to write Nicholas Castellanos' letters. It's great. <laughs> um, that tin hat. So, uh, I, I mean, it's, it is... It is nice to have this offense and to look and see Joseph Daniel Votto also just absolutely mashing since coming off of the IL. Uh, I mean, last night he hit himself in for the thousandth RBI of his career. I mean, Joseph Daniel Votto has the, a unique opportunity this year to hit, in the same year, 300 homers, 1,000 ribs, and have 2,500 hits. That's I thought he was going to go quietly into the night. I must admit, like, I thought that Votto was done. You know, I couldn't believe like, last year when he was batting. I mean, granted, 2020, you got to throw all those stats out. But, like, even 2019, I'm looking at it right now, it's batting 261. You know, just you, you thought he was kind of losing a step out there. And then it, you know, kind of kept going down. De- definitely the power wasn't there as, as it had been in the past. And, sure. Uh, you know, it, and then um, not that he was ever really – I mean, he would give you 30 home runs. But, you know, that was in the juice ball era. Oh, sure. Uh, yeah, so – but – what I'm saying is, like, he was always more known as, like, a, you know, kind of just put the ball in play, choke up with two strikes kind of guy, always getting an on-base, an on-base machine, if you will. Sure. And, I mean, you look, and, you look at his last 30, he's batting 283 with a 366 on-base percentage with 23 ribs, 28 hits, six dingers. Yeah, that's old. That's, I mean, he's not where he was when he was, like, over 400 year after year after year. But, I mean, he was an on-base machine, like, between the walks and just finding any way to get on. And then you add that to power. He was – and he's a lot of people's favorite favorite red. You know, even, uh, like, Cub fans like Joey Votto. Like, it's hard not to like Joey Votto. How do you not like Joey Mappo? I mean, the guy's the best. He's a, he's a Canadian, too, so it's, like, it's even less offensive uh, just being <laughs> Canadian. Uh, and he's always like doing nice things for kids and stuff. Like he just seems like the uh, the greatest guy. He's like the dude that if you could take any guy on, if I could take any guy on your team, uh, you know, and have him on my team, I would I would take Joey Votto with a heartbeat. Well, you it's, maybe not now, but back in the day, it is so wild how many people that are that say that they're Reds fans hate Joey Votto. He is it's a it's a it's a sore subject in Cincinnati. As that does it, not shock me. No, it's weird because they're like, man, he ain't hitting dangers. He just walks. Walks are dumb. We pay him to hit homers. And it's like, you're an idiot. He's overpaid. Really? He's outperformed his contract. He outperformed it starting in 2015, or 20, 2015, according to his B-War. I mean, you got to, just, it's just asinine. It's the same reason people hate Johnny Bench here, but for some reason love Pete Rose. It's, yeah, what, they they hate Johnny Bench. Why? They said most people are like, man, Johnny Bench was such an asshole. He was an asshole to me. It's like uh, maybe because you came up to him as a complete stranger, like, can you sign this for me? Yeah, and he was like, uh, no, I'm eating spaghetti. Yeah. Well, and then, but then Pete Rose, like, he's nice. No, he's so an Pete asshole. Is, yeah, Pete Rose is a is a notorious asshole. I would be surprised. Isn't he from like? Like a really rough part of Cincinnati, where like basically you just had to like you woke up every day and then somebody hit you in the head with a brick and like that's how you lived, <laughs> you know something like that. Like I believe I I read that somewhere. You no, were you correct. Just, 
rough, rough life? Where, where is he from? Over the Rhine or something? I don't no, know. he's from the West Side. He's from like West Western side, Hills. Yeah, West. Yeah, West. Or West Side. I got a story for you. Pete Rose is such an asshole that uh, my cousin was working at Montgomery Inn, which is you know barbecue. Barbecue, ribs. yeah. It, it, it there, it's Familiar. fine. It's fine. And uh, and. He was a bartender there, and uh, there was the host working the stand, and uh, Pete Rose came in, and he was like, hey, I need a table for four, and the guy goes, you're going to have to wait. I'm sorry, Mr. Rose, but we don't have anything right now, and he goes, let me talk to your manager. Manager comes over. He says, I'm fucking Pete Rose. You put me somewhere, so they picked somebody's food up, moved him to like a ball, like they like put him at a, like made him stand in a corner off a rail and eat, while Pete Rose just took the table, and then that host got fired on the spot because Pete Rose said, "Fire him." Oh my God! Fuck him! Yeah. Wow. Well, that's why you're not in the hall, Pete. That's no. fr- behavior like that because they would have forgiven you lo- a long time ago if you weren't an asshole. Oh, and, and that's the truth. And he was too fucking stupid to realize that he just had to admit it. He was told, like, you admit it, you're fine, you can come back. And he's like, nah. Yeah, no, he's stupid. He's, he's dumb. And that that's the, I mean, I don't know if you want to get into this, but I think that's going to be a similar situation to Trevor Bauer, which that news kind of has been breaking all for the last 24 hours. And, you know, if Trevor Bauer was, like, a humanitarian nice guy and then he had this, like, you know, rough sex thing on the side that he did, it, like, nobody would care because he was a nice guy the whole time. And they'd be like, well, you know, he likes what he likes and that's got out of hand and they they apologize for him. Sure. But he's been an asshole this whole time. Yep. And, you know, even uh, I got a good friend who's a Cleveland Indians fan. When they traded Trevor Bauer to you, it was to you, right? To yeah. the Reds. Yeah. Like, good Riddance. That guy is rubbish. He is just a garbage person. He poisons everything he does. He's poisoned. I mean, you only had him for the one year, you know. The one Cy and Young a half. Year. Yeah. Yeah. One, yeah. One and a half years. You had him for the Cy Young year. But just what a garbage human this guy is. And so, uh, you know, nobody's going to come to his aid. No one. At this point. Same as Pete Rose. It's just like, dude, if you would have been even remotely a decent human being at any stage in your life, even one time, yeah, people would come <laughs> to your defense. But you've been a prick to everybody you've ever met. Oh, yeah. And now you need our help. You don't get it. And that's how <laughs> Trevor Bauer's going to be. Same shit, man. Oh, like, 100%. going down, bro. Sorry. Well, it's, and also, I mean, with Pete Rose, I mean, the whole shit came out about the, the betting and everything. Uh, with Johnny Bench's Hall of Fame induction. And it was just totally whitewashed when this guy was like 92% first ballot Hall of Famer put in. And it's like, nope, sorry, we're worried about Pete. So him and Johnny didn't talk for a really long time. Like, they were just like, nope, fuck this guy. He's an idiot. He's a buffoon. And I hate him. And he's he has ruined a massive accomplishment for me. And yeah, he did. It's, it's like when your dad gets, like, drunk at your wedding and just, you know what I mean? And just like... <laughs> That's so true. Ruined, you know, face plants into the cake, you know, <laughs> rips his pants and the dad-daughter dance. Like, I mean, just like all of it is just bad. Oh, he's um, just giving a dad speech. He's like, I'll tell you this. Your mom, Deborah, she was a fucking bitch. And it's like, okay, <laughs> she's here. <laughs> <She's> here. <laughs> with, with new dad. <laughs> with, new, with new, better improved, less drunk, less ruining my wedding, dad. Oh man, it's like you're living my life. <laughs> um, <laughs> so no, that's I mean it's true, man. And I know there's always been the bad boys of baseball. There's something fun about it too. And you sure. Gotta, 
wag to get it out there. And like, I appreciate it. But like, somebody like Trevor Bauer just does like his badassery, his fake badassery comes in the nerdiest way. You know, it's like even his when he got the Cy Young. Like, what was he wearing? He looked like or- Orville fucking Redenbacher. Like, he, was, he, even, he was even wearing a bow tie. He has, like, some, like, tan suit on. I'm like, dude, tan suit? What is what is wrong with you? It is wintertime. <laughs> and you're in Phoenix, dog. Like, yeah. you look rough. He looked like he was just like, well, looks like I'm about to be late from my train. Like, he looked Seriously. like... He looked he like... a pocket he, watch hanging out. Like <laughs> He looked like he was on the lawyer of the losing side of Brown versus Education. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> I do declare gonna... they cannot use the same fountain. <laughs> and I did not use any sticky substances. He got a suit from the Inherit the Wind costume <laughs> shop. It's just like... <laughs> it's like... <laughs> oh, man. We got him good. <laughs> Wearing, you know, just a little Clarence Darrow action. <laughs> well, uh, you launched into it. We might as well get into it and just, I mean, here's my th- whole thing. It, it is on both sides. I, I think it's wrong. And not like it's like the sex stuff. Like, whatever. You can do whatever you want in your bedroom. You can get choked out. You can be tied up. You can put fingers in anything that's not an animal. Like, go for it. But the fact that, like, I, I just don't know. It's like. If you did, you see the text messages she she sent. Yeah, she's I, like, I, I did. I want to be choked out. I want to suffocate. It's like, okay, there was that, but then it's also like she's asleep. You don't keep beating her up. Yeah, yeah. There was there was a certain kind of line that seemed to get crossed, and and you know I've known people that are you know into those certain things, and it's never been my thing personally. I've tried it out a little bit, you know, but uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, but it's uh, but for their because they want it, you know. And, you know, the thing is, there's a point in which it's, well, it, well, there's a point in which they're they're already passed out, dude. Like, she was, he suffocated her and then kept going, like like you said, and, like, that seems to cross a certain, that seemed to cross a certain line that maybe was an agreed upon beforehand thing because right. you can't give the safe word when you've been choked out, you exactly. know what I mean? Maybe you just, yeah. You know, and uh, so that's that's a little rough. And then, you know, to be, you know, and I understand that also that a lot of times I've known some, you know, nurses that work in emergency rooms and, you know, they've, they've seen some things where a little certain things got out of hand, things got inserted places they couldn't yep. get out of and whatnot during those situations. And that's all fine and good. But, uh, you know, there was there's a there's a level of, uh, I think, violence that took place. Um, that hurt her to the point of needing to go and seek medical attention, which it didn't seem like she even wanted to get the cops involved. I think that when she went to the hospital is when the cops got involved because they uh, they checked for that sort of domestic violence situation. She knew it was going to be a shit storm. She knew who he was. She didn't necessarily want to get involved in this, but once the ball starts rolling that way... yep gonna keep rolling and uh boy is it rolling now oh it's rolling it's aggressive i I mean she went to that specialized i forget exactly what it was called i think it was like called scat or whatever and it was like sexually something something trevor bauer and like yeah you're absolutely right and what blows my mind is she was asleep then he sticks it he sticks it in her her butt 
And hey, man, that's super dangerous. You don't know what medical issues she has going on. She could have ulcer procticulitis. You get in there, and then next thing you know, she's sitting on the toilet and bleeds out and dies. Yeah, that, I mean, that, could, that, that could have. I don't think he was too concerned. <laughs> I think that no. was the first thing that was going through his mind no. at that point. And also, I'm not surprised. This is a guy who's like a huge fan of Lamb of God and like new metal and shit. Like, like when I saw this, I was like, "This is really shitty," but I'm not surprised. The guy likes shitty new metal. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, nobody is surprised, and he's a total nerd. Huge I mean, nerd. that's the thing. Yeah, and that. Yeah, I'm not surprised by it because he also has a pattern of behavior of being abusive online to, towards like people. He's he, he's a gaslighter. Oh yeah. You know, he's you know, he's 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 just always had a chip on his shoulder. As I said, he's been an asshole to pretty much everybody he's ever come in contact with. And uh you know, it's it's not, I'm not surprised at this um that people would want to kind of throw the book at him at this point. But the Dodgers aren't. They're starting yep. Sunday. So. <laughs> right, I saw that. I was like, Well, that that sounds about right. Are the McCordy's owning the team again? Is this what's happening? Mm-hmm. So, uh, surprising, but also what was what was even more surprising is the statement that came out was not from the one and only Rachel Luba. It came yeah. from John Federoff, so which means is Luba out? Is that, I uh, mean, it sounds like it. It's, unless he's got multiple agents, I mean, but you would think that he, he would want to soften this blow with a woman speaking for him. Yeah. Um, I mean, that would make the most sense, but... Um, it, you know, it's possible Luba dropped him. It's also true, but uh, you know, but she's still representing Puig, and he was uh, he was a piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe that's. I I I don't know. I mean, we're just gonna have to wait and see because the obviously we don't know. But if they're saying some other agents talking to her, but it, she's with a, maybe a larger agency is or is she. She's that's just thing. her agency. She's her own thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, I don't know. And then, and then someone who does this type of thing, I have been texting people all day about it. And I'm like, why would you? Why would you? I'm like, oh, because he has a tiny penis. Yeah, I, I, I would think, and I also think he just has emotional issues. Like he, True. he you know, I, you know, I, I think he, he has that kind of. Um, he seems like a dude that was bullied. Yes. Yeah, I think he said stuff about that about being bullied before. And uh, I think he has a need to inflict pain yep. on people. It, it, you know, it, now they're just going to pull apart his psychology. He's fucked. But uh, <laughs> you know, but I but I I do see that in him, like in his kind of competitiveness. He does. He gives no fucks. He's not out there having fun. That's for sure. No, he's the baseball is not fun for him. I don't think he's you know like hey keep it fun keep it light you know go out there boys. No, he's out there, uh, you know, acting like a. Like a, I don't know, like a Billy the Kid or something. Like he's some like weird like, you know, one man sheriff in town. Like even like does the stupid gun thing with the holster and you know. And then the and it's sword. not entertaining. The fans don't even like it. They're like, you're like, dude, that's kind of stupid. And then he's like, no, I'm awesome. Look at me, I'm Billy the fucking kid. Like, you know, just, it's so, you know, he is. He's just so. Um, and he's got, and he really is so out of touch with um, what people think of him. Yes, people, he thinks that people think he's great, and most people think he's a total idiot. He's a buffoon. A total, yeah, even even when he's on your team, you know. I mean, like my Indians fan friend, like, sure, you want to win the game, you hope he does well, but like, you know, remember in 2016 when he was playing with that drone? 
Yeah. And he cut up his hand. Yeah. Dude, that that might have been the difference in the Cubs winning the World Series that year. Yeah. Is his dumbass. And by the way, I have a Cubs fan friend that sent him another drone. <laughs> and said, thank you, Trevor, for hurting yourself. Here's a drone. And he sent it to him. He got his address somehow. Sent him a drone. Trevor Bauer unboxed it, took a picture. It was like, thanks, Cubs fan. Like, totally oblivious to the fact that he's being trolled. Like, he's not, you know, he's not no. a good person. I don't know. Well, it's hard for but, trolls to recognize trolls. It's hard to get good service under a bridge. No, it is. You can't get good service under bridges anymore, that's for sure. Not not since they won't pass the in- infrastructure plan. Right. <laughs> so this definitely means he, I mean, you what, you've got his $42 million deal, $48 million next year, then 12 the third year that he can opt out of. That's I think a lot of money. He's going to have to stick with that third year. And uh, yeah. it's such a, it's it's a shame to see it, but also it's, it's a shame that that happened to that woman, but it's it's great to see him go down in flames. Yeah, it, exactly, and I and I feel like that woman seems to be like pretty, from what I'm I'm feeling about it, like she, I don't think she's okay with what happened. No, I mean I I think she's okay with the fact that like she went and fucked Trevor Bauer, like, and she wanted to have rough sex with him. I think she was okay with that up to a point. I think that she's actually being very reasonable about you know she's not suing him, like you know like this is not about so all all the fucking dumbass bros that are gonna come out. And be like, she just did it for money. You know, you're like, no, actually, she went to the hospital because she was really hurt. Yeah. And then, and then the cops got involved because she told them what had happened and how this happened. And they were like, actually, that's fucked up, lady. And she's like, yeah, it's kind of fucked up. And then, uh, you know, that it, you know, kind of steamrolled from there. So she's not even trying. She wasn't even trying to do this to him. This is all kind of just like, you know, that maybe she's realizing that maybe she should stop a, a, a dangerous predator before uh you know this happens to somebody else and and it does end up with somebody on the toilet yeah, dead yeah because she i mean she she texted him and she was like i am just i just want to let you know i just you just can never do this to another person again yeah and he was like She's i never cr- would i never would i would never hurt anybody it's like you clearly just fucking dead yeah you I never would. No, no, that's not me, man. I'm a, I'm a peace lover. I, I, I have four puppies. You know, it's like busted jaw, cut lip, fractured skull, two black eyes. Dude, that's that's what the fuck. It's a lot. That's not. That's a lot. That's not sex. That's assault. Yeah. No, it, it is, and that's what he's going to be charged with. And now, whether it'll stick, whether that will be, I mean, they, you know how. You know as well. You know as well as I know that because of the texts they sent back and forth, she's going to be dragged through the mud. Yep. Uh, everybody treats women terribly. Yep. If if they have any sort of like sexual like I- identity of their own right. that is not tied to a man, so if she's like into that stuff, she'll automatically just be a slot that is like a. You know what do they call what do they call a dugout chaser or whatever? Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those yeah. girls, girls hanging around the stage door kind of thing. And you know the thing is like that's totally fine. All that is just slut shaming. But uh, you know that's what's going to happen. And Trevor Bauer, in some people's eyes, will be vindicated that you know that oh well that's what she wanted. You know, and so it got out of hand. That's well, that's what you, you play with fire. You're going to get burned, toots. And like to some extent, 
you know, that is what happens. Accidents happen in those situations. As I said, my friends with the light bulbs up the butt, you know, they, <laughs> you know, they didn't mean for it to go that far. Yeah. You know, light bulbs up the got, butt, not a good idea. Carried away, got carried away. So, oh, for sure, everything is pushed, but that's but this just... is, but this is assault, and you know, and it was obvious to her that she needed to seek uh, medical help. Yeah, go see a pro. Right. Absolutely. One thousand percent. Yes. And, you know, you just it just it's just hard. It just sucks to see athletes out there treating women like pieces of meat. Speaking of pieces of meat, Kansas City Steak Company wants to make this your best grilling (laughs) season ever. Visit KansasCitySteaks.com and get 15% off your order and free shipping with the code SD at checkout. From classic steak cuts to USDA Prime uh, to hard-to-find specialty cuts and more, Kansas City Steak has everything you need to fire up the grill. Enjoy their butter, tender filet, filet mignon, hearty Kansas City strip steaks, and savory ribeyes. It's been a hard year, so enjoy being together again by bringing the steakhouse to your house. With Kansas City Steaks, go to KansasCitySteaks.com and get 15% off your order and free shipping with the code SD at checkout. That's KansasCitySteaks.com, code SD. And Spotify Green Room, free to download and use it. You know, Spotify Green Room is a free audio-only social media platform for sports fans. All you need to do is download the Spotify Green Room app in the iOS or Android app store. Create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the Sports Drink group. Follow me at the new Nasty Boys to be notified when your room goes live and we'll be live on Spotify on uh, Spotify Green Room sometime at some point. So definitely check that out. How about that segue to myself? Alley-ooped, baby. <laughs> That's how it's Beautiful. done. Well, and you know, Bauer's got that third year where he can opt out. Um, Nick Castellanos can opt out at the end of this season. Yeah. yeah I, I know. That's all. We've been telling ourselves this as Cub fans that, you know, holding out hope that maybe, just maybe, we'll see Castellanos at, that name on the back of the pinstripes in Chicago, but it's it's looking doubtful because we have billionaire owners who just don't have any money. It's crazy. I mean, you make your own sports network, you hire a a, a veteran broadcaster who's fantastic, and yet you can't pay you can't pay to keep these guys around. And and here's my thing with Casty. Um, I don't know if he opts out because what's going to happen with the CBA. I mean, it's going to be a shit show. So why would you want to go into free agency knowing that you, uh, you, there is no guarantee on what's going to happen? And even if you're going to play in this, play next season, considering that it, it's there's so much turmoil and and hatred between the between the you know the owners and the players. So I, if I was him, I wouldn't want to go into those murky waters and ride out what I have left. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, that's kind of. My friend Joe Kilgallen, another very funny comedian, uh, who I think you know, Joe, uh, mm-hmm. or know of him, uh, we kind of had this argument the other day about the Cubs and uh, that, and, like going into the CBA and whether they would want to spend money going into it. And he's like, well, if they don't play, they don't get paid. He's like, so why do they care? Just make your team how you're going to make their team. If all the shit hits the fan and no, and there is no season, then nobody gets paid. Like then it's right. just a lost season, a lost season of revenue, revenue for everybody. Right. No fans, no players, no beer, none of it. So uh, you know, so that's one thing. It's so I don't now whether and that's kind of the excuse that our owner has been making of why he doesn't want to do anything. It's because 
well, there's this, uh, we're unsure of the future, and we don't know when the revenues are going to get back to, like, pre-COVID levels, and and the CBA is coming, and everybody's like, well, you know, that's kind of, you know, if you can't figure out how to have a contract with the players, an ultimate contract, or an agreement about how it all works, if you guys can't figure that out, well, it's really no skin off of your back, Tom Ricketts. Right. You're still... Uh, you're still a billionaire. You know, you still own the Cubs. You still have this giant asset that's worth $3 billion. The players, on the other hand, they just don't make any money at all. And that's it. That like, I don't know. Maybe they open a restaurant. Like, that's <laughs> what they get to do. But, um, you know, so I don't know. Like, the, being unsure seems more like an excuse. It's kind of like how every all these corporations, including the Cubs and probably the Reds, are using uh, covid as an excuse to do things they've wanted to do to us all along. Like, yeah. hey, hey, no more bobbleheads. <laughs> you know, or, <laughs> or, or, or things like, uh, it, you know, we're going completely cashless. No more vendors. You know, we're, we're getting rid of vendors. You know, it's like, you know, like we've had that at Wrigley, a little bit of that. Right. Have you, so you guys don't have the, the vendors in the stands yet? Because we don't either. Um, we do, but it was working totally different. Nobody understands it. They're all pulling out $10 bills to try to pay for hot chocolate. And they're like, sorry, you need, like, an RFID chip on your phone. And these old ladies are being like, what? Like, <laughs> I have $20. You know, like, I just want my Swiss miss. Yeah. They're like, well, you can go down to the gift shop and get Cubs bucks or something like oh that with your 20 God. You spend that and it's just like, nobody nobody likes this. Um, yeah, even down to the, they don't even pay for tickets anymore at all. God. All completely uh so what if your phone dies then what do you do you're fucked yeah you just can't get in the game you you break you lose your phone right you know yeah now you're just fucked yeah you just... there'll be some way to do it you go up to the box office with a with a, a an email right it's got to be linked of course yeah but so i don't know like uh, getting back to your original question the uh, the unsurety that they that they have i think that has a lot to do with the excuse they're making not to do things. I don't sure. think it actually has to do uh, with anything except for making the players feel like they might not have jobs. Right. And, and make them feel insecure, which is just kind of the American way. Like if you, you know, not to get too deep into it, but if you go back into like pretty much all labor unrest throughout history in any country, everywhere, it, you know, when they, you're fighting for a union or a five-day work week or something like that, the owners, they always want to make you feel insecure so that they, so that they can take advantage of you. Exactly. And I think that is, well, that is the positioning that has been happening even since, you know, when they tried to get that 60-game season done last year. They could, that could have been a, an 81 game season, a hundred game season. It could have been longer than it was, but why wasn't it? They couldn't get it the fuck together because they hate each other. Oh yeah, I mean, Manfred came out and he said we were we intended the whole time to only play 60 games. Oh yeah, they're like, or or you could play more games, but we're only paying you for 60. <laughs> yeah, we're paying you less for more work. That is truly the American dream. Hello, I am Jeff Bezos. I run baseball. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So if yeah, I'm so, 
So if I'm Cassie, I'm not going into those waters. I'm not doing it. Um, the thing that we're going to see with the CBA, obviously the U- universal DH has to be done. Um, pitchers should not be going out there and hitting and getting hurt unless you're, I mean, maybe you let Jacob deGrom still hit. And yeah, or Otani. Otani, of course. And, and, and then uh, Super 2. I mean, those are two big, those are, those, ex- I don't know how I would feel about expanded playoffs. I mean, that would, I think that would hurt the season itself at 162. You would have to lessen the season, but they can't give up that TV money. So you're telling me you're going to play 162 and then have, you know, three, five, seven, seven? Well, I mean, all right. I'm, I'm by no means like a purist. Sure. You know, uh, but I do think that a baseball is better having the playoffs be hard to get into. Agreed. So it's ex- ex- expanded playoffs are real. I mean, it's really bullshit because baseball is the kind of game where a bad team, like the Orioles, can sweep the Padres on any given day, on any given series, just by how they catch them or some bad luck. Baseball is that game. So to play such a long season and to let some bullshit teams into the playoffs, under 500, you know, middling teams, it also, uh, the reason the owners want this is, that seems like bullshit because then you could have a season, like, and I know that Reds fans and Cubs fans hate the, the eight, the, that 83-win Cardinal team that won the World Series. Like, that's some bullshit. And, you know, we don't want that to happen again. Right. Because you know when it does happen again, it'll be the Cardinals. <laughs> <laughs> and those motherfuckers will just pull somebody out from high A who's going to yeah, come exactly. in and shut it down and be an amazing bullpen piece for them that they ride out. And, oh, it's just be infuriating. I mean, I also, no, you no la- doubt. what happened to you last year with the Marlins? You know? Yeah, well, that, that was fair because we suck. So, like, that, that's different, you know, because you got to be actually good at baseball to be mad about that. That is and very true. are not good at baseball. So <laughs> that's, that's the tough thing. Right. And it's hard to acknowledge. And uh, so, yeah, this punting and, and just middling out the season, Im- impressive. Um, so, and, but I don't, like, I don't like the fact that, like, some middling team could get through and, you know, get far just because they catch fire at the right time. You have to earn your way there with the long season. The other thing that it it makes is that if you can if you're some bullshit cheap owner and you want to continue to be uh, cheap, well then you can be like, hey, we made the playoffs. It's like, yeah, you went 82 and 80, and you made the playoffs, and you got in the first round. You won a game, and that in la di da, and we made the playoffs. So it does not give you incentive to improve your team. Correct. And guess what? That is considered a success because you made it to the, the postseason. Which yeah, exactly. That is such bullshit when, when you've got Nick Crawl rolling out there and saying, well, we think about it, in 2020 we made it to the postseason first time, and I was like, shut the fuck up. Everyone yeah, and, made it. Yeah, we all made it, eat, asshole. Eat the and hole we- that is my ass, you frog-looking guy. <laughs> okay? Exactly. And then you, I don't, you probably didn't see this, but he came out a couple weeks ago, and what he said about the team is he said, we are just trying to stay above water. Oh, God. That's, no, that is not what you want to hear your owner say. That's what the, or is he, no, or is your general manager. President yeah. of Baseball Operations and GM. They, the front office was so cheap that when uh, Dick Williams left, because he saw the writing on the wall, he was like, fuck this, I'm out. Yeah. Here's what happened next, motherfucker. Nick Kroll comes in and he's just a lackey, a whipping boy for someone who's been with the organization for 17, 18 years, the longest tenured employee 
for the Reds, and he's just getting fucking pummeled and going out saying like, well, we're trying our best. We're just trying to stay above water. No, you're not. You're not doing that. Or else you would be trying to go out and make your bullpen better instead of just pulling up Josh Oshich, Oshich, whatever, off the trash trash heap. Yeah. Same with Heath Embry. Same with Brad Brock. You wouldn't just keep pulling these guys in and be like, fuck it, hopefully one of these guys hits. Well, I feel like the whole Central, like all the owners just like went out to steak dinner one night and they said, hey, uh, let's not try that hard. Like none of us are going to, like let's just have this division that will be the bullshit division for a while. We'll beat each other up. We'll play each other even. You know, somebody will get hot at the right time. Because you know the Brewers are going to have another bad streak in them, and then the Cubs will be good for a bit, and the Reds will win six in a row. And, then you know, right. everybody's going to do, like, a little bit, except for the Pirates. Sure. You know, and the Pirates, uh, you know, they just – I mean, that's another story. It's just like they, they shouldn't even be allowed to exist in the state that they're existing in. I agree. You know what I mean? Like, you know, they, there should be a – Pittsburgh's a great town. It's a great sports town. In nineteen, in nineteen, oh man, I'm dating myself. In two thousand and fifteen, <laughs> in nineteen eighty six, when no, no, in <laughs> two thousand and fifteen, when the Cubs played the Pirates in the in the wild card, and then they they went to the wild card again. They went to a few times. Um, you know, their owner, uh, ne- did not even appreciate how wonderfully Pittsburgh showed up for all that. Sure. They they showed up and they were wearing pirate costumes. They were wearing patches on their faces, and then you know they had a great time. They they have a beautiful stadium downtown, and I've got great friends that are pirate fans. My my cousin lives in Pittsburgh, and she's like, I don't get it. We will come to the ballpark. We will spend all our money. Give us a five hundred team. <laughs> That's all we want. Right. Like we just don't want to lose a hundred and six games. And they need to stop acting like they're a small market team. They aren't. They're not. Pittsburgh's a big fucking city. They, you know, they're a a B city, I would say, but I mean, they're not a Miami or Los Angeles or New York City, but but they could easily spend money and bring people in. You're absolutely right. And what's just shame is you're watching Brian Reynolds, Adam Frazier, and J.D. Brubaker just waste away. Yeah. Yeah, well, and uh, the the new guy... um, Key Brian uh, Hayes? Brian Hayes, yeah. Well, he'll be there for a while watching the ineptitude until they finally trade him away to the Yankees. Yeah, of course. So, you know, I mean, my friend Brian, who's a great musician uh, with a band called, uh, I want to plug it uh, real quick, um, uh, what's what's it called now? Jaded Babies. Yeah, oh, that's uh, a great name. Very funny guy. But, you know, he said it's so pathetic that he feels like they're the, they're the minor league team or the farm system for the Rays. <laughs> well, are you... I mean, I thought the no, the Rays I thought was the farm system for everybody else. Right. But like honestly, like if you look at some of like the trades that, that have gone down, it's been, been between the Pirates and the Rays. Who they end up with? Um, not Tyone, but the other guy, Chris Archer. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then Chris Archer went back. He went back after giving up. You know, Ty. How do you give up Tyler Glass now? How, I mean, how do you give up Austin Meadows? Yeah, all of them. Over and over and over and over, they trade all their great players to um, the other teams. I mean, the Yankees, uh, the, the Rays, um, you know. It's, Giants. It's, the Giants. Yeah, it's sad, man. It's just like over and over and over, that, that city gets fucked. And 
uh, and we're all getting fucked too because you know we're fifty million dollars under luxury tax, but they're charging eighty dollars a ticket to sit in the upper deck. Yep. So Cup fans are stopping showing up because you know everybody's got their price and they've crossed it. Yep. Reds, the Reds. I got to give you guys credit. Like you, you dwell, you sit around the basement for a little bit, like when you had that like jumbo, those jumbo Diaz years and stuff, and you know. You know, I, I saw some shit, uh, but, you know, you were good right before that. You tore it down. You retool on the fly. You went for it last year, which was a stupid year to go for it. But, you know, who knew Who knew that would be the year that right. it was? And uh, But, you know, you definitely could have gone further had it been maybe a little bit more of a normal year. And, um, you know, to me, it's like, you know, uh, it's unfair when large – Markets because Cincinnati is not a large, large market, but it's a mid-market team. Agreed. They can afford some players. You guys get a little bit of compensatory pick situation going on, uh, you know. You, but your development's been decent. Like when you have so little to add. I mean, what would you need? I need a starter. Uh, you probably have the offense good enough already. Offense is good. I. I mean, I would kill if we went out and traded and got a half season of Trevor's story, but then you have a crowded infield again because you, where are you going to put Mike Moustakis when he comes back? Also, did you know Mike Moustakis plays for the Reds? I had no idea. Did you Did you know that? I, I, I've heard that he was a baseball player that played for some team, but I did not know that he was currently on the Reds because I don't believe I've seen him play. No, I have only seen him play maybe 27, 37 games in a Reds uniform. Since he was signed in December of 2019 and showed up to Reds Fest, like, I'm ready to win. I'm like, it looks like you're ready to sit in a boat, which yeah, is yeah. disheartening constantly. But you kind of got him towards the end of his usability. I mean, but he was only 31 when we signed him. That's old enough. Yeah. That's how that's how awful this game is, is if you're over 30, you might as well just go to the retirement home, you know, eat yeah. some pudding. But yeah. it, 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 I mean, same as strippers. <laughs> Baseball players got a lot in common. So much, uh, and also they're both constantly getting screwed. Hey, <laughs> hey, uh, yeah. <laughs> Finally, especially in the next CBA. Oh Let God, you, it's, it's not going to be good. I tell you that. Um, but but yeah, I, mean, I think you guys are closer than the Cubs to be able to make a run, just because you have an offense that can put up big numbers, and I think you've. Probably. I mean, I don't know. How is, like, Luis Castillo doing now? Because he was horrible at the beginning of the year. He has improved dramatically. He's figured it out. I mean, right now, we're in the middle of a... a, We just got out of the rain delay. We're in the fifth. He's given up two hits to the Padres, and the Reds are up two nothing. All Um, right. Yeah, and and the Padres ain't all that, man. They, They... Everybody crowned them king. And I was like, wait, wait, let's all slow our rolls on the Padres, because, you know, they haven't done shit for years and they're in a tough division and we'll we'll see what they can do and, and they're kind of proving me right here you know I, they got some they got some hot shots over there but you know you got to actually win these games that are scheduled on the calendar right well i mean i was in so i was in the diamond club tuesday night so i was two rows away from from tatis and i will tell you what that guy is truly the real deal Mm-hmm. Being that close and seeing it, his vision, his eye at the plate is fantastic. His speed. I haven't seen anyone that fast in Great American Ballpark since Billy Hamilton. 
Wow. And it, That's it, saying something. And it was impressive. Um, and I mean, Nick Senzel's fast, but did you, did you know Nick Senzel plays for the Reds? I, I had no idea. He's just back. He's just constantly on the IL with Moose. He's on your team? Yeah. No, we got those guys, too. In fact, it's kind of like I know every team is complaining about this right now. Um, you know, we've had a lot of guys go down this year. And, and if you look at everybody's injured list, it is rough, man. I mean, it, it's like I don't know if it's the year off. You'd think that would give everybody a chance to rest, but I think it just atrophied muscles. <laughs> I agree. They just like sat around eating chips. But at, the, the show. but at the same time, Senzel had that history where he, you know, he had uh, what's that thing in your ear uh, where it makes you wobble, where it makes you wobbly. Oh, what is it called? Oh, dement. Uh, no, uh, oh, not dementia. The uh, <sighs> fuck. Uh, 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 you can't fly when you have it. Um, makes you oh, shit. Um. Uh, uh oh, fuck, whatever. He had it in his ears, makes you wobbly. Uh, they were afraid that he could never get over it. He beat that. Then he ankle, hamstring, shoulder, finger, all of it. He is he is made of vertigo. Vertigo. That is correct. Okay. He had vertigo, but no, he is made of glass. So it's like we, you know, we built so much like around him with the hype. Like he's the real deal. This guy's gonna be a two eighty hitter, hit dingers, and play it third or second or center field and yet he's just chilling on the il with moose um but we our offense is close enough it would be nice to have a real shortstop that isn't kyle farmer who has a an ops plus of like 60 um he's a solid how would you like javi bias god what what, what would you give me for javi strike out homer strike out homer strike out homer i mean yeah in that little band box man he could he could put up some crooked numbers for you i guarantee yeah but then he'd be hitting he'd be still having uh you know the same average as kyle Farmer, but a much better glove and i'd have to we'd have to pay him what does he make it like 22 million with arbitration something no, no he's not he's he's only making like 10 i think what no, you know you'd only give, and it's only half a year. Little rental action, five million. You give us your best prospects, no problem. <laughs> we, who's your top? Who's your top five guys? You're, we'll give you Bryant. We'll give you all three, and just be like, we'll just do it. And you're back. Hey, we had a little technical difficulty, but we made it. So our top prospects. You're not getting Hunter Green. That's not happening. I've never even heard of him, but sure. Are you serious? <laughs> Guy hit. No, I, I do not pay attention. I live in Chicago. Okay. Okay. I do not live in Iowa or you know, you know. I don't follow the Nashville Sounds or I don't care. Fair. Tell me when they the AAA and they're ready to go, and uh, and I just want to know which guys we could have. He like, is in AAA and hit a hundred and four point three on the gun in his first start he, in AAA. He's a starter. Oh, he's a beast. Okay, so we'll take him. <laughs> for starters, we'll take him. And then uh, we got – but I'm giving you Bryant. Uh, you probably don't want Rizzo because you got Votto. Right, don't need him. Yeah, but uh, we'll give you Bryant, which which uh, that doesn't really help you either because you really need a shortstop. You, what, you need Javi. I need Javi. Yeah, you need Javi. And Kimbrel. And, and you need Kimbrel. Yeah, and, and maybe one more bullpen arm. And, to and Yeah, sure. Go ahead. I don't give a shit. Because the Cubs aren't doing shit this year. You can have them all. It does not matter to no. me. No. It's, it'll be sad to see Javi in a red uniform, but the Cubs and the Ricketts deserve that. They deserve the fans' ire and hatred. And when they start selling off guys, I guarantee the pitchforks will come out. 
the torches will be lit, and Wrigley will burn. Oh, like, yeah. Mrs. O'Leary's cow has nothing on what Cub fans can do to the city of Chicago. No. Let me tell you. You know, if I were you next offseason, I would let Javi walk, and I would just go out and sign Trevor's story. Well, that's kind of what, like, maybe the more, um, I'm changing my lighting here for you. No. Uh, the, the more, uh, the kind of discerning Cub fan who doesn't get too emotionally involved and actually looks at things from, like, a quanti uh, standpoint, uh, they would agree with that. They're like, what you do, you see, is you really retool the lineup and you retool the team and you build upon your young bullpen. Who? But I was like, are you really going to depend on a bullpen? No. Like, you know how bullpens can be. <laughs> You're like, this guy, you know... He, he, He's got like a 1.26 ERA one year, and uh, he doesn't, you know, a you know five to one strikeout to walk ratio, and then the next year he can't find the plate. Exactly. I mean, look what the Yankees tried to build with their bullpen when they have, you know, they've got Chapman, Zach. They had Zach Britton, um, Adam Ottavino when those yeah. when they were when they were like we're going for it with, with no starting pitching. It yeah. really worked out for them. The, um, the, the way you build a bullpen is by finding out who's good that year. Yes. And getting them that year and then getting the hell rid of them. Yep. Because because they're every other year, there's very few bullpen guys. If they were good pitchers, they'd be starters. <laughs> That's how that works. That's how it works. Yeah, with so, Andrew Chafin wearing the failed starter shirt. I mean, that is. It's yeah. so spot on. Um, got we, out Joe obvious shirts. He's got a couple card uh, um, red shirts yes. too. And yeah. I think he's done. He's great. That guy rules. Yeah, um, love Joe. Big fan. I'm a big fan of his work. Um, yeah. But I mean, we are we are a couple bullpen arms close to being to being a, a, a to being an an 87 win team. Can I give you a couple red stats that I put on my show last night Please. on the Sunranto show? All right. So uh, the Cubs have a 291 bullpen ERA. That's the second best in the majors. The Reds have a 544, which is a second worst. Yes. The Reds' bullpen, which you probably are well aware of, and people listening to the show are well aware of, has given up the most homers in the majors. Yeah, they have. Yeah, the Cubs have given up the eighth fewest. The Reds' bullpen has given up the second most walks in the majors. Probably aware of that, too. Yes. Uh, the Cubs are the fourth most, so we do it too. Uh, the, although the Reds will strike you out out of that bullpen, and so will the Cubs. Cubs are first in strikeouts. So it's like we're built somewhat similarly, except for the fact that you give up lots of runs. Now, if you look, <laughs> here's here's where I went fucking nerdy. And I've said this the past two weeks. When you go deep and you do the deep dive on the bullpen stats, the Reds are second in ba- in in the National League or in all of baseball with runners inherited when they come into the game, and and then there's another one with uh, runners inherited at then high pressure situations. The Reds are like third worst. Like they whenever a starter comes out, they are immediately put into the fire and out of that frying pan. So they right. are set up to fail. But when you have that combined with the fact that you 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 dig up Heath Hembry and throw him out there, it's not looking good. But here's here's the the the, the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, you have 
uh, Michael Lorenzen, who they said optimistically will start his rehab next week, and he's going to the pen. That's where he belonged. When they said he were going to make him a starter, I said this would happen. He's going to fuck up his shoulder. He is not designed to be a starter. And guess what? It fucking happened, and we are losing because of it. Follow that with TJ Antone, who's on the IL with uh, stiff, sticky fingers. Because mm, he came I back. See. He came back. He learning how to pitch again, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah. He came back, and his spin rate numbers dropped dramatically. All right. So you've got that coming, and hopefully that, you know, maybe he can come back. And it's, I mean, he still has a nasty curveball. I think even without having that much sticky, it's still one of the best in the league. And then you have Jeff Hoffman, who's going to come back soon as well, who, as a starter, he would give you two to three really good innings. He would let his pitch count get away from him because he was trying to go for Ks, and he would just end up, giving up a shit ton of walks, get the bases juiced, and then give, you know, just get unlucky combined with just leaving a meatball down the middle. This is a, it was an equal parts of both. But you could still have him go out there and throw two. So immediately you have three pet, three bullpen arms that are coming back that you have, that you know you can rely on. So that could be great. We are one bullpen arm away that you could trade for and go get. I would love to have a Rich Rodriguez. That would be awfully nice. Um, either a Rich Rodriguez, a Craig, Craig Kimbrell. Um, I mean, um, yeah. and, and uh, what's his? There's a dude in um, Baltimore that I I talked about a couple weeks ago that will be available. Who's a reliever? Who's having another dominant year? I mean, he's got like a 1.94 ERA um, out of their bullpen, and that's not going to cost a lot either. Um, but but also it could because of the fact that there are probably 12 to 13 teams out there that are looking for the same bullpen arms. So you might have to overpay a little bit. and we don't- It all depends on the market. And, you know, I think there's so many cross-currents going on with this. Like you said, they, they're lying and saying that the CBA is why they can't make moves right now. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're all trying to play each other to even. Yeah. And, you know, it, it, after the COVID year where they, they lost revenue, um, they, they obviously don't want to... I mean, that was a big hit for everybody. I, I mean, right. but, you know, they also didn't spend as much money last year either. So, like, the way they're cooking the books is by crying poor. But I think most teams are going to do that. So I really do wonder how this – some trade markets can really be hot. And, like, you know, like when we signed Kimbrell, like, you know, the, he was going to get his money regardless. Like, oh, there's an elite bullpen arm. But what we gave up for a role as Chapman seemed like a pretty high price at the time, you know. Um, I mean, Glaber uh, Torres, good God. Yeah, and then, you know, he hasn't been doing great, but, like, you know, it's just like, uh, but he has in the past. Like, it seemed like we really lost that trade, you know, for a moment. And yeah, we might still in the end, but um, you win the World Series, you forgive that kind of thing. But what I wonder about is this particular trade season right before the CBA people maybe not wanting to take on and set up their teams for the long term right now and just kind you know just kind of just go with what they got see how this all works out and so like I don't know like you might be I mean you went for for it last year with the with the one year rental guys not rentals but like one year deals like you Bauer Right. You, you, you had like Aquino hitting the cover off the ball for a while there before, what, he got hurt or something? Yeah, in 19. 
he, um, I mean, he was going, I mean, he hit like a million home runs in three weeks. He didn't get hurt. He got figured out and didn't make adjustments. He got figured out. Yeah. Just like <laughs> throw him the off speed. He can't hit it. He can't do it. Uh, yeah. Um, and, but then, you know, you, but you, you've had, you know, Votto there forever. So you got that good mix of like young dudes and veterans and, you know, just because you're so close to it, like maybe a one more top line starter, one more, uh, two, two bullpen arms or something. And he couldn't, he doesn't even have to be a huge name, just somebody like decent up the middle and then a closer, like somebody to yeah. really just shut it down. So you got your eighth and ninth guys that you can feel confident. Well, use your, who's closing for you now? Uh, exactly. It's a combination of Lucas Sims, who is also on the IL. How about that? Um, Lucas Sims. Um, and it's also been, uh, Lucas Sims, Sean Doolittle. Oh boy. And uh, Amir yeah. Garrett. Get- who yeah. Amir Garrett should have never been put in that situation, period, because his career ERA in the ninth inning is 18.89. Oh, that's not good. No, and that's his entire career. So don't do not do it. Just just avoid that at all costs. Um, he's a hothead, too. Like, fuck that guy. I mean, he is just – and he's stupid, too. Like, he's not a – why why are you trying to fight the Cubs? Like okay. I don't like I don't understand why you're trying to like he it's like he comes out there like I don't know what the Cubs were chirping at him or what but he came like he showed up that day being like I'm fighting the Cubs yeah I am fighting the Cubs and like dude settle the hell down nobody's trying to fight you right and then also it's to be fair to Amir Javi was the one who hopped the fence and ran at him. Oh yeah, no. Well, Javi's not gonna back down for some shit. No. But like, you know, you know, and Javi's not particularly like our dude that like fights everybody all the time either. Like that would be Contreras. Yes. You know, like that—that's who would you don't want to mix it up with. But like, but honestly, like that was some like old bad blood that just got brought back, and I was like, dudes, let it go, let it go, and. You're wondering if you're going to see some of that this time because we haven't seen it since then. I don't believe. Uh, no, we came there and Amir got shelled. They put Amir in a high leverage situation and he just got walloped. I actually remember that game. I believe I was at it. You were at it because I was. I think yeah. we were texting and then yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, I enjoyed that. Yeah, but I liked Amir Garrett, but then all of a sudden, like he's like hates us, and I was like, dude, we like you. We wouldn't mind if you were on my team. You got uh, you got Brad Brock on your team, and so. you know what? He's been shutting it down. He's been closing the door uh, for now. You know what Here's I mean? Here's a question. Okay, has his wife sung the national anthem yet? Oh, that's coming. N- not to <laughs> my knowledge. Is it good? Is coming. she good? She's good. She's better than Juliana Zobrist. I'll tell you that. Much. <laughs> I don't know how many wives that we've had sing the national anthem, and to my knowledge of the games that I've gone to, so I've gone to fourteen so far this year. Um, there's only been one person who was good. And that is due to the fact that my wife is an opera singer and is unbelievably critical. And so yeah. she'll look, and within the first two seconds, she'll go, she'll nod, or she'll go, oh, shit, this oh, is going to be bad. Uh, this is going to be bad. Yeah. Um, so, but, but we are, I mean, it's close enough. You're absolutely right. And also, when you say top-line starter, don't forget, you, you probably haven't thought about this, but Sonny Gray is doing a rehab start. And he'll be back next week, so you he's don't. He's going to be back this series. Oh yeah, he's, he's pitching start- Sunday. 
Sunday. Yeah, we're going to see Sonny Gray in his first start back. Which is great, and hopefully he goes out there and pitches for longevity instead of getting Ks and then only pitching five, you know, or four and a third. That's I don't know. He he likes pitching against the Cubs. Yes, he I does. Mean, he, he really enjoys it, so I, I think he might be good for the Ks. <laughs> yeah. He might only last 40 pitches, but strike out nine. Yeah. Let uh, yeah he'll he'll pitch he'll have a hundred and he'll have like eighty nine pitches he'll have five innings he'll give up a run three hits and have nine Ks. Can I, I I'll give you some Sunny Gray stats I brought on the show last night too. <laughs> it's this is bad. Uh, Jason Hayward one for twenty. <laughs> oh my With, god! It's a homer though. It's a home run. Um, uh, Chris Bryant three for twenty. Oh my god! Yeah. Or, with a home run. Oh, yeah. Um, Javier Baez, one for 14 with nine strikeouts. <laughs> oh, my. God, Rizzo, I to see it. one for nine. That one's a homer. Uh, it is not. Wow. It is a single. Uh, two walks, though. Uh, Wilson Contreras, two for 11. Yeah, no, that, the only homers are Bright and Hayward, and they're ac- absolute dog shit against them. Wow. So... So you might see a good one. Well, he carves us up. I mean, for you. Yes. I'm just going to enjoy the ambiance in the Skyrosa. You and, and the just the humidity that will just drench your uh, skin. I'm looking forward to it. So you got sunny Sunday. How nice is that? Uh, and yeah. then um, let me guess. I'm trying to remember here. So Luis is no, going actually. To now I'm looking. Sunny is Friday. Sunny's Friday. Sunny's yeah. Sunny goes tomorrow. We're seeing uh, Wade Miley on Sunday. Wade Miley and, and Hendo. Wade Miley and uh, Kyle Hendricks. Oh man, what a battle of velocity, huh? Yeah, we're just yeah, the thing that you know what it'll take longer is it, the game's going to take longer just because the pitchers are going to go so slow. <laughs> but um, it, it we'll be there all day. But no, they're both fast workers though, so I, I think that balances itself out. You know, I, I'm looking at a good like for Sunday, Hendricks and uh, Wade Miley. I'm looking at a good like. Two hours, ten three, minutes. Three to two, two like an old school like nineteen eighty six game, you know, oh. like where dotted like a getaway day where they're dotted like two ten, two fifteen, <laughs> with like seventeen ground outs. Yeah, just yeah, everybody's just up there hacking. It's going to be wonderful. Um, yeah, and um, then, Alec Alec Mills versus Sunny Gray tomorrow is what it is. That's then, the Sunny Gray start. And then Saturday will be um... Alzali Molly. Oh, that's a good game. Yeah, that's a, that's actually the game I wish I was going to, but I am not. Tyler Malley has been a very good or very bad, but the very bad has only been three starts, you know, and that'll happen when he misses by that quarter of an inch inside. It just becomes so fat that they take it to left field or they yeah. take it to right field. So he needs to be on after that last start, which was a little rough. So, man, honestly, man, I could I see us taking two out of three. No, I see us sweeping you. Just been uh, uh, not because your team is bad, only because we have played so poorly lately. Yeah, you know, and this is how the Cubs are. We got uh, we lost three or four in L.A., which happens to a lot of people. Yeah, except um, for us, we we swept them. So in L.A. <laughs> in L.A. Amazing, amazing. Uh, yeah, we uh, we won the first game by no hitter. <laughs> we, yeah. We, we no hit LA and then proceeded to lose the next six games, <laughs> including against the the, Bre- the Brewers. We just got swept, and yesterday was a real heartbreaker. 
Uh, I don't know if you saw the Cubs put up seven runs in the first inning and then lost 15-7. to seven. So, so, yeah, it was one of those, after, after losing two kind of close games, I mean, the one game ended up 14-4, to four, but it was 4-4 four to four in the eighth, and then they scored 10 in the eighth. So it's like they were close games until they weren't. Yeah. So, and then the last one was just a total shit show. So I feel like, you know, the Cubs are going to go home. We had an off day today. You guys don't. Um, right. So I feel like they're going to go home. They're going to regroup. They're going to get on the plane to St. C tomorrow in the morning or whatever, whenever they leave. And uh, I, I feel like they're going to have a different outlook after a day off and stuff. And then they're going to be ready to basically confuse all of us as to whether they're a good team or a bad team by sweeping the Reds on 4th of July weekend is, like, my guess. Well, here I think that we take two out of three. I think that Sonny comes back and he's not going to carve you up like you're used to. I think him coming off the IL, he might even just go, like, you know, he'll have a very short start. I don't see him stretching himself. I don't see him going more than five. My guess is three and a third. And then we just cart out this tired bullpen, this exhausted, awful fucking bullpen, and we just get shelled. And then the next two days, Miley correct, uh, Mally corrects, Miley corrects, and it's gonna be it, it'll be good games. But I just think that's that's just my that's my bet right now. That's your gut, yeah. And that my my gut's been fairly on right now. We're in the middle of the fifth, and the Reds are up two one. And after a thirty plus minute rain delay, Luis Castillo went out and pitched the fifth. What All a right. guy, dude! Yeah, they don't do that anymore. He's done it twice this year. Yeah. Well, and it rains a lot at this time of year. I mean, it's Midwest, you know. It's like it rains at 5 o'clock every day, you right. know, and that's kind of how it works out here. And so you kind of got to get used to that if, if you're, uh, you're, a, sure. you're a Midwest b- ball player. Um, I will say this, too, about that Hendricks game that you're going to, is the Reds, they do pretty well against Hendricks. They've seen him a lot. And uh, like uh, Joey Votto, for example, batting three sixty seven with three home runs, thirty at bats. You know, it's like uh, you know, A. Eugenio Suarez with two dogs. Aristides Aquino, who won't be there, but he's got two dogs off him too. Like in his only at bats, just throw, against Hendo. Throw out anything you think about with Gino and those numbers, he is completely lost it. I think the guy needs to get LASIK surgery. All right, so he's just done, but. You guys overall, 196 plate appearances, and you're batting uh, 300, OBP of 381, 506 slugging for an overall eight uh, in 196 plate appearances, an OPS of 887. Yeah. So do not be scared. The Reds are not scared of Kyle Hendricks. No. At uh, all. And uh, I, I don't think we're scared of anybody at that point in the going up this weekend. I wouldn't be. Yeah, I mean, we're not throwing really too much at you. I mean, Alec Mills, he's uh, basically uh, Kyle Hendricks. No, he's Zach Davies light. So, uh, yes. so if if Zach Davies is Kyle Hendricks light, then Alec Mills is Zach Davies light. So, like, <laughs> we're just like we have the slowest velocity of any starting staff in the major leagues. Yes. And we don't pitch deep into games, which is counterintuitive because you'd think they're not throwing hard so they could go longer, <laughs> but they don't. And our bullpen's starting to get exposed. Like, the, the wheels are coming off. Um, and, you know, we've had some injuries to, to the starters. We have no depth. Right. Adbert Alzali is a rookie. 
he throws the fastest of anybody on the team, and it's really not that fast considerably. No, it's uh, like, considering everybody else. So it's like ninety. He'll give you ninety-five at, at the top. Right. Well, but he doesn't sit there though. So you're just what you're saying is your starting rotation is just Russian nesting dolls inside of yeah, each other, pretty much. That can't that just throw zero gas. Yeah, none at all. It's all finesse, and if they don't have finesse, it's just a meatball. Oh God! And at the ballpark, it's going to be hot and humid, and the balls will be flying. So yeah. I'm I'm excited for the weekend. I'm excited to hang out with you. That's going to be awesome. Um. But yeah, uh, I'm excited to see your show on Saturday night at the Chameleon. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Do you, uh, do you have anything? Let's round third and head for home. You got anything you want to plug? Uh, well, if you want to listen to a stupid Cubs podcast, you can. I mean, it's uh, Son Ranto show is. Uh, but I have a band that I think there, there's enough. It's pretty Cub centric uh, rock band. We just released an album, self-titled, uh, The Bleacher Bum Band. Bleacher Bum Band, and you can find it on Spotify. But we've got a song called Rob Manfred Hates Baseball. It's so which good. I believe, which I believe that most uh, baseball fans can enjoy. Um, and there's some more Cub-centric stuff, but like not really Cub-centric. Like we got like No Fighting in the Bleachers. It's a good like, punk rock band album and stuff. And, uh, you know, but most of the songs are Cub-centric. But, you know, I got a song, like, even though you might, like, not you know have a, a boyhood full of harry carry memories like i do you know sure i've got a song called harry lives on the in the taps which is actually a song about how harry carry had an idea in 1987 and to save money in which uh what you take is the recycled trough juice from the bleachers and you just pump that back into the taps <laughs> and then and that be, then, and then you sell that as budweiser because it's you could you know, yeah, cool it off. So it's a song called Harry Lives Out in the Taps. It's a good rockability rocker. I think people enjoy that one too. So it's like, you know, it's not really just like the raw rock cub songs. I'm a I'm a comedy musician and not a uh I'm a realistic Cubs fan, you know. Like I'm not gonna you know, blow sunshine up your ass like right. some Cubs fans with you know, with, with the tags on at your ballpark, you know. Right. You know, I'm I'm not them. I'm I'm no bandwagoner. I'm 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 deep in the game. I'm deep in the game, people. It's <laughs> You're I'm locked deep in, in the system. I'm yeah. locked in. Well, I have many Marty Brenneman memories, so I'm I'm with you. Um, but he was not as drunk as Harry Carey, which is a bummer. Um, yeah. So for me, I, 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 I got a few Tom Brenneman memories. Oh, I've got one that sticks out. <laughs> yeah, there's was one really good one. Yeah, thank God I was thousands of miles away for that one. I was in Yellowstone National Park, and I get a phone call from Alicia, like, "Did you hear what happened?" I'm like, "No." And then she sent me the clip, and I went, "Oh my God, he's fired! Yeah. Finally, he's done." Yeah. Um, <laughs> God, it was like. <laughs> Well, when, when I took when I heard him talking about that place, and I know people that are listening to the show, I won't say it, but like the people that are listening to that show know exactly what he said. Yes, and I was like, like that place sounds wonderful. Like, <laughs> I, would, I would love to go to that place he's speaking of. Uh, that we, sounds like a good party. It sounds like a great time because I love hanging out in Boys Town. That's a great exactly. part of Chicago. Exactly, exactly. I want to go to that place. I want to go to that city. I want to go to that capital. Uh, yeah, I'll go to that capital. That sounds like the capital of fun. <laughs> the fun capital of the world. Um yeah. so we when we when that happened, we were guessing my buddy and I, Jake, who I was on that road trip with, we were guessing what Tom was trying to say and we decided he was talking about Columbus. <laughs> 
I've been to Columbus, and I think you're wrong. <laughs> Columbus, actually, are you ready for this? Columbus has the second largest gay population in the United States behind San Francisco. Get out of town. Yeah. Right, not where I was. No. I was by the football stadium, like, apparently oh, not over there. Oh, no, yeah. no, no. You need to go downtown. Uh, get away from where, I, I mean, I don't know a whole lot of... Of, uh, of, of of gay men. I just don't think that they would prefer to hang out at the horseshoe and watch... Yeah, not so much. ...and watch college football. Yeah, not really. And they didn't come see my band either. <laughs> no, maybe one guy. <laughs> maybe one. Well, that's good. Yeah. Um, no, Columbus, Columbus is an awesome town, and, and people don't understand how big it is. Like, people don't understand that it. it's like... the Like, it's bigger than Cincinnati. It's huge. It has... It has a larger population than Cincinnati. Yeah, it's it's massive. And um, I forget, there's a large company moving up there to start. Oh, it's Facebook is moving and start and having offices in Columbus now. So that's, that's a huge get for that city. Um, this weekend, come see me at Chameleon. I will be at yeah. Chameleon and Northside Friday and Saturday. Shows at 7 and 9 o'clock. Be there. It's going to be so fun. Um, I have Luke Fagenbush opening for me. He's fantastic. He's one of my favorites. Uh, I take him with me wherever I can. Uh, I've got Muhammad Patel flying in from Iowa to do spots for the whole weekend. I'm very excited for that. Um, followed by Hannah Youngholm. She's a newer comic. She's been working very hard. Who's also, she has gotten a lot better and she deserves opportunities like this to keep growing and. Um, and and then we also have other people sprinkled throughout the weekend. That will be a great time, and I will be headlining. So, 7 to 9 o'clock, it's going to be an absolute blast. And then Saturday at 2 o'clock, I will be doing Grotto Fest at the Comet. It is a all-day comedy festival happening at the Comet in uh, inside and out back. Um, so go do that during the day, and then come see me at night. And then after those shows, we'll all go up to the Comet, and we'll just egg them for booking a festival <laughs> on my headlining weekend so and then tuesday we have five points park showcase hosted by me and john holmes that's going to be a very good show that i have yet to book all the way out yet because i've been focused on this weekend and i was out of town in florida which i will talk to you about next week when lee returns so i'll, I'll play it. i'll play it for you I'll, I'll go out there with an acoustic guitar sing some funny songs i got it i got a song called ghost leg about an amputee that can still feel his limb I got a song uh, about my ex-girlfriend's sister, about how she's hotter than my ex-girlfriend. Oh, that, that, I'll kill. I'll kill. <laughs> yeah, stick around an extra day and come do my show. It'll be great. <laughs> well, Danny, thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. It, it's, it, you know, I, I love this, like, network of uh, comedians and musicians and artists that have baseball podcasts. Because it's it, it's it's just really neat. I was talking. To, I mentioned him earlier, Joe Kilgall, another very funny comedian. Uh, that you know, I'm like, we have to have a network of comedians, like all 30 teams, and you know, just like we all got our, each other's numbers in the Rolodex, so we could all call each other up before the next series. Like, hey, you want to do a podcast? And then if you know if they can't do it, then there's another guy who's also a fan. Because there's plenty of us, right? That are. The degenerate baseball fans that also do comedy and rock and roll and the whole thing, you know, uh, all the performance things, actors and, you know, a lot of talented people that are baseball fans, too, that, that do this kind of thing. And I just I just think it's great when we can cross-pollinate yes. a situation like this and, uh, and, and, uh, and, and also, like, agree that the Cardinals are the worst baseball team. That and they should really St. Louis should be actually um, expelled. 
from the Union at some point uh, soon if we want to save our uh, republic. They're gr- the, the fans are agreeing with you. They're loving Thanks. everything. Thank you. Thank you very much, everybody. You earned um, it. But, but, yeah, I mean, it is, at least we can agree on this. Um, like, my Cardinal fan friend, Dennis, like, he's lucky. He's handsome, really, because otherwise I would have torn his face off already <laughs> just from the smug, you know, attitude that he has at all time. But he's way too handsome to, to hurt. So, um, no, dude, I love all this stuff. It's absolutely a pleasure to talk to you, be on your show, for you to be on my show. And we'll keep doing it as long as we're alive. Yes, forever. So yes, forever. I live forever. Forever. So thank you to Sports Drink for having us. You've been a so so wonderful. Uh, thank you to Spotify Green Room. And thank you to Kansas City Steak Company. Send me meats. I'm still waiting for my meats. I have the big me green egg. I'm ready. Let's go. Um, and thanks for Danny for coming on. And um, as always, go Red Legs and yeah, stay and, nasty. Uh, yeah, go, go Cubs, but stay nasty anyway. <laughs> Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? more confident, capable surgeons, and even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast.